after the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. It's been quite the day of association football in Scotland. It all started with a 4-0 victory for Celtic against Rangers. And the excitement and drama did not stop there. Big wins later this afternoon for Livingston and St. Johnson. A share of the spoils in Dingwall and for Park Hibs edged a victory as well so there is lots to get through I mean I've got a sneaky suspicion that the game at Celtic Park might dominate between 5 and 6 o'clock but it really is over to you 01419511025 so come on let's do it won't even hang around any longer let's go with Thomas who's a Rangers fan what's the main emotion from you Thomas? The uh, main emotion is disappointment on many levels number one uh, the, the transfer window I'll come to that in a minute but I felt that Celtic, it was an object lesson. Celtic, in throw-ins and by-kicks especially, sharp as attack, quick, everything done at a rate of knots. Rangers, as they have been for quite a while now, are, although they're getting good results, they are lethargic. They're slowing the build-up and they will persist in this square passing along the back four. And the defence is very suspect, as I've said, for quite a few years now. A... Caught out. I mean, that was a disaster waiting to happen. This constant goalkeeper for the two defenders in the box. If we have played a, a team like Celtic with a very high line, it's a disaster waiting to happen. And the other point I was going to say was that's now two transfer windows Geo has had. And I don't think there've been either of them have been a success. Take Tillman out of the equation. I think he's a boy that will turn out to be a good one. But, I mean, at the end of the game today, we had no one from the summer transfer window on the park. And you've got the likes of Davis and uh, Suter injured, and there's no final, uh, there's no centre half signing, um, and you've got Hollander out as well, and they've sold Katic. Four centre halves down, and Gio is happy with his squad, he doesn't think he needs a centre half. Yeah, lots to get through, and some fair comment, I'm sure. Let's go with today first before we go bigger picture. This thing about speed of thought, Roger, speed of action. There two seems to be there's two levels to this. Firstly, everyone who's ever seen Celtic play knows they're going to do that, right? Now, let's, for talking, for some wild reason, Rangers didn't know what they were getting themselves in for, or it still surprised them. How do you not click on after the first goal, yeah. or the second goal, or all the chances in between? One was a throw-in, one was an offside. Once that first goal goes in, for instance, and I, I, I don't like it when we do all that old-school captain's Forget whether it's the captain or not. You don't need to start battering your teammates. But at that point, is nobody metaphorically grabbing people by the scruff of the neck and saying, we don't let that happen again? And you learn from the first mistake, no? Yeah, and you need to react to the circumstances. You need to adapt to the circumstances you find yourself in. Um, we saw, from even before Leal Abada scored the first goal for Celtic, how the Rangers' defence seemed to be on their heels. They couldn't cope with Celtic's movement. Um, they couldn't cope with the fact that the ball was going back into play as quickly. They weren't reacting, to use the manager's words, they weren't alert. And they haven't learned any of the lessons from previous defeats at Celtic Park. And that would alarm me. Now, Celtic pressure high. Maybe Rangers initially thought they'd be able to beat the press. Very quickly we came apart that they couldn't beat the press. But So why did they continually try to beat the press? Look at the fourth goal. John McLaughlin passes the ball straight to David Turnbull when they're trying to play this out from the back David Turnbull puts it back in the net two minutes later less than that John McLaughlin 
tries to pass the ball to Conor Goldson. He's miles away with it. Lands somewhere between Goldson and Tavernier and somehow Tavernier manages to clear the lines. It's a flawed idea when when you're playing against a team that press as fiercely and as high as Celtic do. Rangers should have recognised that. They should have changed the tactics. And I think that's partially on the manager, but it's also partially on the guys on the pitch who have a responsibility to adapt and react in times of uh, times of difficulty. But you won't get away with kicking the ball up the park, Roger. Uh, I know what you're saying. Not Listen, all the time, does. You yeah, need my, to you, adapt you, to circumstances. You're going about the fourth goal, right? It's nothing to do with the pressing. The goalkeeper makes, uh, he, he panics, he just has one of those moments. It's nothing to do with present. Turnbull's 10, 15 yards off him. He's in control of the ball. He just, for some unknown reason, only known to the goalkeeper, he plays the ball right at Turnbull. Turnbull puts it in the back of the net. Um, yeah, I think Celtic today, my, my, biggest, my biggest problem was we watched in here, everybody in the ground, everybody that's watched it and listened to a show, you know Celtic right away from the throw-ins, uh, free kicks, the minute they want that ball in play as much and quickly as possible. And mm. Rangers didn't heed the warnings. Mark, how deep can we delve into this then? They would have known, they have experienced it before, they would have been told. How does that transpire then that you don't do that? You don't do it. You, do you know what I mean? You, are they incapable of doing it? You would have to say probably not because they managed to do it in some of the latter games towards the end of last season. So what I, d- I honestly what think, see the way Celtic started the game, I honestly think there was a fear in some of the Rangers players. If you if you watched the opening five, six, seven minutes before Celtic just scored, the, the amount of gaps in space that the Rangers players gave Jota and Abada and O'Reilly in front of them was huge. They were, they were backing off them almost and that's that allowed... These players to pick holes because they didn't want them to go in behind. Now, then when it came to throw-ins and things like that, again the gaps were too big for them to make up. You match up with a team on the other side who are full of running. You got to have players that are willing to run in behind, even when they've not got the ball to create space. Celtic had that eleven that were full of that. Rangers had the opposite. You put the two together. Joe Hart is he a big runner in behind? Well, he mm. runs to get the ball. Well, not in behind, sorry, but you know what I mean. I'm, just, ran, I'm just having fun. Don't worry, it's been a long the, show. See, the big thing for me, I, I think a few of the Rangers players, and there's experience out there, but for instance, Tillman, right? I'm a Tillman fan. I like Tillman. It was a Diallo performance type thing for me. He went to Celtic Park, and he looked like he got caught up in the atmosphere. I thought that was the worst I've ever seen. He had no energy, he had nothing about him. He, he couldn't go on the ball. They moved him, they kept him on the mm. second half, which I thought... But surely that's the manager then. Because yeah. see, that that point, you're putting Tillman in there, known fine well, yes, what happened to yeah. last, last season. So, so you don't you know what's going right? to happen to Tillman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tillman's form's been very good. I think Tillman get yeah. caught up in that. Thomas, today. talk more big picture then. If you're talking signings now, Giovanni Van Bronker says... He's happy with the squad. What's your what's your take on that then? Do you hold that against him? Or do you not believe him? Do you believe that he maybe would have wanted more and the board didn't let it happen? What's your theory? I don't believe he's happy. He couldn't be happy at losing four centre-halves, a three through injury and one transferred. And have a... Sands played good against PSV, but he was, he was found wanting today on occasions. And he is, at best, a makeshift centre-half. So basically, if something happens to Goldson eh, in the next game or two, he's got no centre-half, and even Goldson was suspect today as well. So he's got no alternatives now at the centre of that defence. Morelos isn't yet match fit. 
and Ruth is still injured. So he's basically got one centre forward. So when you've got £40 million allegedly from the Champions League and from the Europa League run where uh, Mr Robertson said that we made more than we would have done had we got to the group stages last year and you've got money from Bassey and uh, Aribo. Aribo and you even get a, a pocket money a million pounds from Billy Gilmer's transfer you're looking and you're saying you know and Lawrence is injured possibly for long term and he thinks he's got enough uh, strength and depth in that squad I don't think he was, I think he was speaking a wee bit of a forked tongue. I don't think he could be 100% happy with that squad. It's very, very shallow and it was found wanting today. As I say, four centre-halves you're down uh, and you're playing with a makeshift centre-half at best. Uh, that's not good. But again, the lethargy, you're 3-0 down and that, again, that by kick, even if, even if he hadn't turned or hadn't scored, why are you playing it so slow from the back when you're 3-0 down? I don't get that. And I heard what Gordon was saying about uh, he hit it straight to Turnbull. But at that point, he had two Celtic players in front of him and he had the two Rangers defenders really wide. Celtic are fast. So if he passes, I think what he was thinking was if he passes it to one of the defenders, Celtic are going to be on top of them like anything. I just don't get this by kick with two defenders in the box and you're playing your men on side as well. To, to be fair though, Tom, obviously you need to execute it properly. But that's what Celtic do. Celtic did that at the other end and played out. So... Just you know, when it goes wrong, is it not easy to then say that that should be abandoned altogether? You look at most of the good teams today, anywhere in the world, they'll, they'll, they'll play short from the back. Rangers have been caught out before. See when you're see when you're three 0 down, it's and you're into the second, well into the second half of the game. It's not something you do. You don't score goals in your own half unless you're Kemar Ruth. Uh, all the goals are scored in the opposition half. You don't and Rangers have a habit of this. Playing football in their own half, square pass and square pass in between Goldson and Sands and the two full backs. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to you, Thomas, there must be something Rangers did wrong with the ball mark. They had more possession than Celtic yeah. and they had more passes than Celtic. Yeah. That surprise you? Yeah, because uh, it surprises me. Yeah, yeah, I was astonished when I seen that. Tells, it tells a story. No, and it tells a story that Celtic, more effective in the positions that they got into, their passes forward. Um, in behind whether Rangers like Thomas maybe alluding to or it was square in the back four not really in dangerous areas so it's Celtic because even the chances if you, yeah there were chances opportunities Rangers had in the first half Gordon and we praised you know good balls from Barisic and missing the final touch well defended they were still quite low percentage crosses you know what I mean like, you know they're, they're far out they're on the touch line they're ones where he gets out his feet and sort of whips them when Celtic put balls in from wide it's always you know after a sort of break forward and they've got numbers and they've got, they've got options see when I'm the game down Gordon you're right I look at Rangers and think possibly one goal today for me I think Barisic's ball in Cholak with the header I think he's got to do better flip that over how many Celtic could have scored? You know, the created chance, the pace, it was just the final ball, maybe the second half when they, they knew they were very comfortable. Um, I just think there was a willingness there for Celtic to go. They really grabbed that game with the scruff of the neck early doors. Even the disappointment, and most Celtic fans would have probably felt it because Mark made a, a highlighted, and I totally agree in the fact that losing your top goal scorer, losing your main man after, what, three, four minutes, whatever it may be. The injury was about 50 seconds. Right. All of a sudden, it, uh, you know, I mean, if, if Rangers had to lose one of their best players, I think it would have been worse for Rangers today. Now, going back to Thomas just quickly, he said, well, 
If the goalkeeper kicks it out to one of the defenders, Celtic players got to close them down. I'd much rather have that than he kicks it straight to Turnbull who puts it in the back of the net. Every team plays like that, Gordon. Pumping the ball up the park will not be acceptable to top-class teams, especially with Rangers and Celtic and the investment they've put in. Celtic play from the back. Rangers play for the back. They'll do it in the Champions League as well. Now, every team does it. There's Manchester City. I've seen them doing it. Best team and and. For me in Europe doing it Getting caught out You will get caught out But Today was a bad one for Rangers I'm not bothered about that Playing for the bye I'm more interested in Why the Rangers players Continually mm. switched off How does John McLaughlin Come out of this game In your eyes Rangers fans I fa- It's like famous last words Said last night We were probably over The McGregor or McLaughlin debate I take that back Because ahead of Midweek Champions League We'll have to have that debate again So How do you think he comes out of it today? How many of the goals Should he have done better with? All the usual 01419511025 Thanks for Thomas uh, For taking the time Craig's a Celtic fan though You will be Delighted I would imagine Craig uh, Yes I am my Yep uh, Good evening panel How are we? All good All good Thank you mm-hmm. Good Right um, My point I'm actually forwarding Is um, Regarding during the week when we had to endure and listen to Rangers fans saying that uh, even though Rangers, uh, sorry, Celtic attack, attack, attack and leave gaps, well, today certainly didn't show that there was any gaps whatsoever for them to punish us. And to be honest with you, today was a complete and utter whitewash for Celtic. And... I mean, Rangers didn't even turn up. But for me and my daughter that was there today, it was phenomenal. It was a great atmosphere. Even though Kyogo went off and Gio Marcus, fair play to Gio Marcus, he came on and he took that role and he took it with the scruff of his neck and he, he went for it. And as you could see, Celtic played as a whole team. But my my point and what I'm trying to phone is, is regarding the conversation that we had during the week with the the, the, uh, the Celtic attack, 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 and there was gaps in between. Now, that Rangers team certainly didn't show anything today whatsoever that they were going to exploit Celtic's uh, gaps. It's a fair point, Roger. We mentioned the in-game. So much praise gets given to Celtic's attacking Have we long now neglected Some of their defending There's this Assumption that Celtic can't defend but Yeah I know they were open at times in Europe But they had the best defensive record in the league last season And any time Rangers did get near the box today Celtic stood up to it Yeah I remember a, a, Quite a routine save for Joe Hart Down to his left from Stephen Davis from distance That's about the only real Joe Hart save I can think of during the game so that stands as evidence of how well Celtic defended there were balls into the box as mentioned the one that Cholak should have got in the end of but he didn't get in the end of it and any other balls into the box were adequately dealt with by the Celtic defence I lost you know Craig's mentioning Kyogo going off Starfield went off second half as well you hardly noticed because Morris Jens came in and just mm-hmm. fitted in there between Carter Vickers and Taylor and I thought the entire Celtic defence just <coughs> like the team did their job yeah, I think I think defensively for me, Celtic the big difference is their fullbacks. They don't go charging out to to shut down a wide man. I think they're quite happy being compact as that back four and allowing crosses to come into the box. I think they trust each other. 
always helps when you've got two centre-halves who can stick their head in the ball as well and it's strong and powerful and you have to rely on a goalkeeper who you've got confidence in. And the way Ange Postacoglu allows that to happen or, or pass on the message to his team, it didn't happen to Maddy. I was always taught as a full-back if that winger gets a ball, Good stop the cross. Stop yeah. the cross right away, get in his face. But what does that do? It leaves a huge gap between mm. me and my centre-half that somebody else can run into. If you analyse that game today, cross after cross... And then you can cut the ball back into those gaps those as well. Gaps. But it's very difficult to do if you've got a back four that's compact and a Callum McGregor... Six, six league games, one goal against. Now, you can't argue with that, Gordon. Um, I th- You talk about the flair players, and certainly I've got bags of them middle to front. I think their main one, as much as the goalkeeper's so experienced... I think Carter Vickers is massive for him. I really do. I think that's the reason why you post a call and says, right, okay, we'll keep our cell, we'll keep our shape, put it in there. Because he, he very seldom loses a ball in there. I think he's been a terrific signing for Celtic. Um, Craig, what were you thinking when Kyogo went down so early? Uh, I was nervous. I, I've got to admit, I was nervous when he went down, but... At the beginning of the week, when I was working with my colleagues, I actually did say to them, I would rather have Gio Marcus to start, so that way they, they could bully, he could bully the defence for 60 minutes or 70 minutes, and then bring on the pace. Whereas, obviously, I, I, Ange is the manager. He, I'm not going to go against Ange. It was just my opinion in thinking that Ange, uh, that Gio Marcus would be ideal to bully Conor Goldson and to bully the, the Rangers' defence. I mean, Jota basically had Tavernier in his back pocket. And I mean, it, 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 it showed clear as day that Jota is miles in front at any winger in, like, in Scotland right now. I mean... Some some people could disagree, some people could agree. That's up to them. But in my opinion, Jota is far superior than any other winger. And Tavernier didn't even have a look in today. And the only thing that I would probably say that Celtic did wrong today was Joe Hart passing the ball to Scott Arfield and then he, he kicked it over the... Uh, the post yeah, that, that didn't really I know what you're saying But the ball hadn't left the box So I think the ref stopped it anyway Quite a strong assessment on Jota And, yeah. and Tavernier and so on Mark, is that fair? I would agree with Jota I think he's head and shoulders above any player Never mind any winger In the league just now Now maybe Craig's having a Kind of a, a backhanded go at Ryan Kent there Because Rangers fans hold him such high esteem And on the European stage He's a match winner But Kent first in and out of games domestically I think Jota performs almost every single week. The way he started this season, I think it's been incredible. And today, that 45 minutes, I think it's one of his best performances. He's topped off with a fantastic goal. And I'll take more than him to nullify James Tavernier, but the role he played in it, Gordon, I always talk about Tavernier's speed and power. You know, mm. Towards the end, Jota sort of flicked one, almost like flicked it kind of beyond Tavernier and, and ran ran away from him as if he wasn't there we didn't see much from Tavernier in an attacking sense it won't be good fun to play against Jota will it? No, not, not a full back in the country uh, would like to play against him he's a terrific talent let's be honest he's uh, come into Scotland and he's he, he's entertained the fans you've got to see I think I thought first half he was very clever in what he what he done out in the wing he went so far with Tavernier and then he left Tavernier to go with Taylor 
and he stood in that position if to say, well, if the ball breaks down, we're killing you down the le- uh, our, our left, your right hand side. And then Tavernier in the second half didn't know whether to go or stay. But by that time, the game was done. And then Jota, you, you see the ability he's got. I'm a massive Tavernier fan, right? I'm not going to criticise him because he won game. I think Tavernier's been brilliant for Rangers. But talking about Jota, entertainment value is different class. Thank you, Craig. 01419511025. What did you think? Let us know. We'll speak to you next if we can. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Roger Hanna, Mark Wilson and Gordon Deal are here reacting to quite the day across the Scottish Premiership and beyond. Let's bring in Elliot and Hamilton and see what he's got for us. Take it away, Elliot. Hi guys, how you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, it's just I, I, my point was just to come on and talk about um, well the game today, obviously um, between Celtic and Rangers, and I, it was it was surprising to me in a way, but also not surprising. Um, I, looking back at the kind of three 0 game, um, I, I spoke to your producer before. Looking back at the three 0 game, we did a very similar thing where we pressed them from the off. Uh, we were right up at them, we were right on top of them for the first second um, until the last minute, even the last ten minutes, Maida. Sprinting through, trying to get through. Um, but my point was to talk about Celtic Park and how I was surprised that Rangers play in Ibrox, which is known all around the world as like a cauldron. But yet when they come to Celtic Park, they seem to freeze up. Which I'm not sure if that's a mentality thing or if that's a if that's a thing with the Rangers players or the or the fact that the Celtic fans do so much. But I'm, I'm just I'm can, I was surprised that the way they react compared to the way they react to Ibrox. What's down to that, Mark? Is it? I mean, it's more than just a noise level, I suppose. Is it because it's a you know it's the noise against you? Is it yeah. coupled with the speed that Celtic do things? What? Well, well, it's how does it work? It's the same in world football. Any away game is obviously more difficult um, because the crowd that get behind the players, I think it brings out that extra wee percentage in the Celtic players. You know, the speed that they then play. Uh, you know, of course, we've talked about the. The ball boys and girls all around the the ground. That speed of thought. Every Celtic player being tuned into that as well. So every Celtic player was in and acting that. They they knew what was happening when the ball went out to play, and I, I suppose that makes it difficult to play against. But when you're playing against top players like the the Celtic team are just now at the top of their confidence on their home patch where they haven't lost for a very long time, any team will find it difficult, and it'll be a big test on Tuesday night to see. How Real Madrid find that they've played in some of the biggest and best stadiums in the world against some of the loudest crowds. If Celtic play at that intensity, they'll give Madrid a test. So it's going to be difficult for anybody. Elliot, what stood out for you in terms of individual performances? To be honest, I, I mean I, I hear a lot of people talk about Jota, um, obviously talk about Bada, but I thought Matt O'Reilly today, Matt O'Reilly and Carter Vickers um, were outstanding for me. Uh, I thought Carter Vickers never even gave them a sniff. Obviously, uh, Cholak had that one chance with the cross, uh, but we had a very similar chance with Jackamakis up the other end. But I thought Carter Vickers today was outstanding at the back, and I thought Matt O'Reilly, his vision in the game, uh, the way he puts that ball through to Jota. But just throughout the game, he was so strong up against Lundstrom. 
every time was winning the ball. I just thought it was a brilliant all-round performance today from those two boys. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. I mentioned earlier about uh, as much as the Flair players got all the plaudits, I thought Carter Vickers defensively was so solid. He's been a terrific signing, a very important signing, um, and I'm sure every Celtic fan is delighted he's at Celtic Park. Um, O'Reilly has been the surprise package for me, Gordon. I know that there are reports about that there's a lot of teams down south, decent teams watching this boy. Now I know why. The boy's got everything in his locker. He's a terrific midfield player. He sees a pass. He's got great energy. He can get goals as well. Um, I thought he played very well indeed. I just thought Celtic as a team overall were terrific, especially first half. The game petered down a little bit in the second half. And you expect that because Rangers make a couple of changes. They're still probably, you know, their ears will be ringing from the half-time team talk from the manager. Well, they should be. Maybe look for a bit of reaction. Uh, Celtic comfortable in knowledge of 3-0 they don't need to go chasing a game but just as an overall team today um, from the goalkeeper all the way and I think Roger said to use um, what, 15 players 16 players or whatever it may be um, I just thought Celtic overall were, were really good Elliot we keep I don't think we need to make these big outlandish statements of oh this is the best Celtic team since X or this but I feel like a lot of fans are finding it hard to resist that you sound like quite a young man maybe I've got you wrong but how much are you enjoying your football now you know when based against some of the other um, memories that this team's given you yeah well I yeah, I'm only 20, so uh, I've not I've not had the sort of joys. I was only growing up under sort of um, the striking eras. Uh, the, the Mark Wilson era. <laughs> yeah, I, I know Mark time. very well. He's, he's been on a few highlights packages that I've watched. I've seen that great throw in DVD is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> It's the fact he doesn't even beat Stephen Cragen and Robbie Nielsen To the top list of Scottish Premiership Throw-in takers uh, Sorry, carry, uh, Elliot, carry on Very please. very rude of us, how much are you loving what Celtic are doing at the moment? I, I was actually speaking about this the other day I think that for me When when my dad was growing up He does talk about uh, The Martin O'Neill team He talks about um, He talks about when 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 players like the Canio were there, but I think this could be for a generation of myself. When we have kids, we could be talking about this team as our team because when you look back at Brendan Rodgers' team, it was a, it was very boring. It was very sort of playing it around the back and out and out, almost like having better stamina than teams being able to outlast teams. Whereas this team is from the go, brilliant, and every player wants to be there. I think that's one big thing that we've always had players that. You can tell Edward last season didn't want to be there. There were certain players every season that don't want to be there. I look at this team, I don't see a single player on that park today that isn't relishing every single second of getting to play for this team. You can understand some of that, Mark? Yeah, yeah. I think back, some of the teams, Celtic teams that I've seen, the the great ones, you know, you look back to Tommy Burns and, let's like say, Edward Decanio and Van Hoendog and that, then on to Martin O'Neill, yep. Striking was slightly different, but had success slightly different. But the Brendan Rodgers team was great to watch in that first season. It was it was something a bit different, total possession football. But I don't think you can argue with the excitement. Um, you know, Ange Postecoglou came in, got the fans on side right away in his first press conference, and he's lived up to every word of that. And the players have bought into it. Elliot's right. There's there's hardly any players in that squad, even the ones that are sitting it, that. When they come into the side, don't look like they're giving their all, and that's that's a hard thing to get in a, a squad as big as Celtic. I've been there. I know some of the players who weren't in the team, 
and would sit on the bench or in training and then come in for a League Cup game and they were a wee bit off it but this Celtic team doesn't seem to have that in them at all and that's down to the manager David Thrill put it well earlier on the show a seasoned Celtic observer saying he's seen some very good Celtic teams over the years but maybe none with the excitement the flair the attacking dynamism of this Ange Postecoglou team and I think that's what's exciting the supporters and excites the players as well Gordon because you know, the players will be excited tonight. They've just put four past Rangers and the next game is on Tuesday against Real Madrid. It can't get any better than that for Celtic. Thank you, Elliot. Nice to speak to you. The look on Gordon Deal's face though when you said your dad grew up with the Martin O'Neill era and Tommy Burns that did not uh, go down well with him but we'll, we'll speak to you soon, hopefully. Elliot, thank you. Let's bring in Nadim who's a Rangers fan. Nadim, we've heard like strong words used from Rangers fans about, you know, being... Sort of disgusted and raging and all the rest. What sort of words spring to mind when you consider that performance? Um, hi, Gordon. Thanks for taking my call. Um, the word I spoke to your producer there um, earlier on was was embarrassing. That that to me as a as a Rangers fan was was an embarrassing performance. It was there was maybe the only player I thought that that, that did anything going even near past marks was maybe Barisic. Every other player was was absolute was was. They just went up to it, you know. Celtic, right from the, f- the first whistle, Celtic were were at it. They were quicker. They wanted the ball. They, Celtic wanted to win that game more than Rangers fans. And and that, and that is a uh, sorry, the Rangers players. That that is a Rangers fan. That that is embarrassing, Gordon. You know, you've got a team who only last season were in a European Cup final. The majority of that team is still the same as, as it was back then. And 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 you know, and I'm not saying Celtic are a bad team. They're they're obviously a really good side, and I acknowledge that. But you know, you don't go from being a, a a good side last season to being a bad side. Giovanni had half time to, to sort of that team. There was quite a few players who were well below par, well below par, and that's a time when you've got to sort it out. But the, the, the thing that, that really annoyed me was the fact that I looked like to me at half time. He just he just tried to keep the team at the same as is and and try and just um, you know keep it as you know and, and it's like that's the game's over and, and not go and not even trying to get back and. Into into the game, so it's embarrassing. As a Rangers fan, I mean, I, I gave you my Van Bronckers, you know, the big, the, all the praise in the world when we got us to the final in Seville. Absolutely, I, I thought he was amazing, and amazing against PSV as well. But he's got to take, he's got to take the blame for this. Absolutely, he's got to take the good to the bad, and that and today was bad. What about Nadim's point you know, about half time and, and what Rangers could have done? Rangers did make, they made substitutions, but the second it didn't even really get any better, did it? No. We think back to the 3-0 in February We actually had Rangers fans on the phone the next day Saying, oh do you know what We got to grips with it a bit in the second half And, and Ryan Jack hit the bar And, and uh, yeah okay Celtic dropped out of it But we looked a bit more like ourselves You couldn't ev- you could not even say that today In but, fact it got worse because Celtic uh, scored again Yeah, I think I, I Listen, uh, honest Rangers fan I, I do believe that Rangers would have Been quite happy if the referee came in And said at half time right on you Go boys get yourself out of here The game's finished Three would have done. Uh, obviously, the mistake with the goalkeeper and Turnbull makes it four to put icing on the cake. It didn't improve, Gordon. Um, I just thought the the lack of sharpness with Rangers was concerning for me. The um, concentration levels was concerning. You know what you're up against. You know what you're going in against. How quick Celtic are going to play, the speed, the movement, everything about them, the players they've got. You've got to match that. Now, everybody's standing in here applauding Celtic with closing down energy pace the way they went about the game and I totally agree with that but if you're Rangers 
That's a, that should be a given as well. And I didn't see that for Rangers today. I thought that Rangers stood off the Celtic if to say they're just going to play around us. They're too quick for us. They switched off at free kicks. They switched off at throw-ins. Uh, 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 you know, they just looked a nervous team. One or two players looked like they get caught up in the full thing. And I think the manager has got to take a bit of responsibility. <laughs> but at half, before half, at half past 12 today, the manager is the best thinking about. So I'm not going to get right on and, and, you know, the manager's got to be cut a bit of slack because of this one game. But the problem is, it's the one game against your biggest rivals and the way they lost the game as well. But I'll keep going back to it before MD comes on. It was all credit to Celtic. I thought they were brilliant first half today. Yeah. Nadim says he's embarrassed as a Rangers supporter tonight, Gordon. Unfortunately for Nadim, there's nothing he can do about it. But I just wonder how many of the Rangers players are embarrassed by their performances this afternoon because they can do something about it. There's mm. some very high-profile fixtures coming up where it provides them with a perfect opportunity to do something about it. And we'll find out a lot. You know, Daz is talking about the manager there. We'll find out an awful lot about this group of players in the next few weeks. Uh, Nadim, how did you feel about John McLaughlin's performance? Um, yeah, it was quite poor. Like, like the rest of the, the majority of the squad, Gordon, it was it was really poor. Um, obviously, he's, the, the the ball that he gave away for the goal that was that was yeah, that was horrific. You know, I, I don't know what, I don't know what he's thinking, what's going through his head. But not just that, the first goal, I thought, I think I think she saved that. To me, I know it's easy to say. Um, and I'm going to say it, but it's easy to say, oh, Alan McGregor would have saved that. But in my opinion, there's no doubt Alan McGregor is a much better shortstopper than than, than McLaughlin. And, and he, in my eyes, would have absolutely have saved the first goal. Um, and maybe that would have went on to change the game. Who knows? But yeah, second goal, we maybe couldn't do much about that. But that, that fourth goal, that's that's just horrific. I don't think we are making it all about John McLaughlin. Cause it's the first time we've mentioned him no. in a while. But... To, to keep a very simple count How many of the four Should he have like, Well hold on How many of the other three Should he have done better with Because we don't even need To discuss the fourth That's the most obvious One of the lot um, If you want to go through them One by one You should have kept out the first I think most goalkeepers At all level Would expect to keep out The first one um, The second one I, I thought he should have stood up And Jim Duffy said the same thing At half time in the game I thought He sort of went down too early And sort of made Jota's mind mm-hmm. up for him If you like The third one Goes through his legs. You could maybe cut him a little bit of slack again. Do the, the really top goalkeepers keep that out? And the fourth one is just to, to I'm only Nadine giving him horrific. one. I'm giving them one, but I'm not putting everything at the boys' door because. So what do you mean? I thought the boys in front were poor. No, right? no. But what do you mean? You're only giving him one. Um, one um, that he sh- he was a bit unlucky with the one that went through his legs. The rest he should have saved. All three. Right. Yeah. I thought he was terrible today. Suppose I thought it looked like he'd lost confidence at the end. Do you cut well. any slack from the Jota one because it's also a very good finish? I mean, I, I know, but I think both things can be true. Sometimes it can be poor goalkeeping and a very good finish. I'm I'm going to cut him some slack in that one. I disagree with the guys. I thought Jota's finish was I mean, exceptional. He could have stood up, couldn't he? Maybe, but it's still an exceptional finish. Um, the first one he certainly should have saved. Obviously, the last one and the one through his legs. Well, the argument is going to now rage on about McGregor, and it was always hanging over him. I thought today was such an important day for McGoldwin to put that to bed because. McGregor made his name or a lot of his name on performances against Celtic and wonder saves in this game and so as many Rangers goalies in the past so today he needed a big performance to put it all to bed and unfortunately he didn't and the argument will rage on to midweek and Van Bronckhorst got a big decision 
Uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. There's going to be a lot of debate about that, I'm sure, in the coming days. Um, right, we'll leave it there with Nadim because I think we're going to have to move on. We'll get some more callers on. Thanks, Nadim. Though you could tell your passion, your frustration after that one. Get your calls in now. We'll try and take more of your calls next. After they play, you have your say. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Roger Hanna, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson are here. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from you. What did you make of the games today? Of course, Roger in this city. I said that the intro to the show was that it brings part of this country to a standstill. But there were some other cracking games today. What jumped out at you? Um, I think probably St Johnson three St Mirren nil. I'd seen St Johnson a couple of weeks ago lose at home to Aberdeen. Perfectly decent until they got to the final third and never looked as if they were going to score a goal. Uh, they brought in Nicky Clark. He scored in his debut. And then Dre Wright and Graham Carey followed it up. This is the kind of win that could kickstart St Johnson's season. Um, goalless between Motherwell and Dundee United. Let's hear from Stevie Hamill. Um, I don't think there was a lot between that and the game we played midweek against Inverness, which we won comfortably. So I'm, I'm just disappointed just now. But I think when I look back and reflect on it, we played well. I thought we looked a threat. We kept the ball, we kept possession. Uh, but, but we also looked a threat. I enjoyed it again. I enjoyed watching us playing. I did I enjoyed what we we're doing, and I think the players did. Um, but would I rather have played not so well in one one nil? Yes, I would have. I think as well. I, I don't want to get too. We're, we're not carried away. We drew nil nil today, but you need to enjoy it. You need to enjoy what you're doing. You need to. Have, there needs to be an element of entertainment to what we're trying to do here. There needs to be. We need to. We've got a little bit of responsibility. It's not going to be perfect every week, but a responsibility to the people that come and watch us to actually come and enjoy watching us playing. It's not, I'm, I've been here a lot of years, I know that's not always the case, but at least we need to, to try and do that, and I, f- I felt like we'd done that today, but still the overall, overall, overall feeling just now is just disappointment that we never managed to, to win the game. How far away is Louis? You know, it would have been great to, to have him available today, but he's not here for one game. He's here He's here for the season. He's, he's, he's hopefully going to play a big part in what we're doing this year, so yeah, made the decision... It was. It, it wasn't. Re- if he came on today, he wouldn't have been ready. So uh, we need to just assess him uh, tomorrow, and hopefully it'll be, it'll be good to go. Result is king, obviously. But when you play that well and you're that dominant, you know you miss a penalty, you don't score. Can you sometimes just take it in the chin, Mark, and still enjoy the positives? It sounds like that's what Stevie Hamill's trying to do. Yeah, because he can see his team going in the right direction. Um, and I like a lot of the things he says there. It's good in theory. I'm sure the Motherwell fans will like to hear that, but. End of the line, results are key But by all accounts he played very well today So, I mean it gives him something to build on It doesn't look like his team's gone backwards or anything And he's got molt to add to that So, not a bad day at the office But when you see United, the state they're in just now You would have fancied them winning uh, And taking all three points today um, I mean, Gordon, that is Motherwell up to ten points From their first six games It's it's fine, it's, it's okay, it's decent form Yeah um, I, 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 I like listening to him uh, I agree with him That if you're enjoying what you're doing Your results will come Because he was pleased with the performance Yes, Bart quite rightly says It's all about results But they'll come along It's been a, a very good week Apart from one moment We drew Celtic in the cup at home Yeah, I hear they're in quite good form In case yeah. anyone hadn't noticed So I don't know how many changes Celtic can make For that game <laughs> yeah. that would uh, change things But did there your, we go Does your season ticket Cover league companies does? Ah, oh, I'm in here, unfortunately, no. 
When's the game? In the midweek. Soon. In the midweek September. night. It's a Wednesday, eh? Oh, you're not in on a Wednesday? No, no. Oh, well, right, okay. Um, you sell along there. Yeah, I'll be there. Whether I, whether I have draw. to buy a ticket or, or use my book, I'm not really caring. I'll be there. Good on you. John's in Parkhead, of all places. That was where the action was happening today. John, how did you feel about it? Hi, how are you doing? All right? Good, thank you. First time caller. Um, I, I I thought it was a, a brilliant atmosphere, and obviously Celtic were, a, were, were the best team. Um, but I was just just don't to talk about the atmosphere. But did you think yet? Do you, well, do you know what? It's tough for us, right? Because we're in we're in the studio. Um, but anytime we crossed Andrew McLean or Jim Duffy, it certainly was loud, Roger, and it certainly had a positive impact on the Celtic. Yeah, players. you can see that. Listen, just two minutes before kickoff, we were actually struggling to hear Jim Duffy's pre-match analysis, uh, just because of the atmosphere. The volume was intense, as it always is on occasions like that. And you know, it's a two-way street. The, the supporters at the start of the game drive Celtic on, but then the players provide the performance to keep the supporters on their toes. And it was a day when. Everyone in green and white was in the front foot. I include the ball boys and the ball girls who all played their part with the, the multi-ball that was getting used today. And it's just a good day all round for Celtic and a very bad day all round for Rangers. never seen such publicity for the ball boys and ball girls. It was like that in my day at Fur Park. We didn't get any praise like this. Well, see, that's why you were poor at your job. Um, you should have been out the door. We would have been a lot better. Um, listen, it's just part of the makeup of Celtic now. The way that they want to play at Celtic Park, they want that ball on the pitch as quickly as they possibly can for as long as they can because it gives them better opportunities and scoring goals, and it's certainly working. John, who caught your eye? I think I think we lost John. Did we, John and Parkhead? I think we've lost them. Um, I think we were about to get on to you know certain players that caught the eye, which we've been through. A number of times But there, it's almost like There were so many Roger Hanna That, that did catch the eye And what it, what does it say About Celtic's strength and depth That Kyogo going off so early Just doesn't Met with almost a shrug Of the shoulders Among Celtic fans Yeah I mean Their strength and depth Is now awesome Because they started with 11 They had five substitutes There was guys on the bench Of the quality of James Forrest Siad Taksavanovic Tony Ralston who never even got on the pitch and then you look at the guys you know the likes of Oliver Abeldgaard who got reception at half time it wasn't even in the squad yet so that shows how strong Celtic are going to be this season they will have an awful lot of fixtures coming up Real Madrid next on Tuesday they will need all of these players but they all played their part today and you know I, I think after the game I saw Leo Labada getting interviewed after his two goals he may well get a few of the headlines Jota for his performance but there wasn't a failure in that Celtic I, I, team Gordon I think you made a good point Roger Celtic looked like a club everybody was pulling in the same direction today so for the manager and the coaching staff to the, the crowd to the ball boys and girls who were all involved in it all part of the same tactic if you like to, to drum up the atmosphere first and foremost For the Celtic players to play at that intensity To keep the crowd on side To spook Rangers It was almost a perfect performance The only downside is Kyogo Because with these shoulder injuries You could be out for a lengthy period now, What about him at the end? Oh, <laughs> he's gone over I don't know if it, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming some of you saw it But if you didn't Kyogo's got his arm in a sling right? I think he's got the jacket on on top of it So he's not got both arms out the sleeve 
He goes over to the Celtic fans. He's giving it the big build up. He's about to, you know, start jumping up and down and joining <laughs> with the chant. And he runs over to the Celtic fans to give it the big celebration. And he slips. Now he's got his arm in a sling. Joe Hart's face. Joe Hart rushes over to make sure he's okay. Because he laid in, it looked like he may have hurt himself again. Yeah, it was, he was oh, a bit embarrassed. Oh, it was a shocker for him. Pride hurt more uh, than ever. That, that was the second blot on the day that Kyogo. So, uh, I mean, Jakimakis, a great deputy today because he was strong, he was physical. I just wonder for the games coming up, you know, say against Real Madrid, do you better off with Kyogo's pace in behind than, than a, you know, a stronger element up front? And even so going forward, well, what about Abada, Roger? Twenty years of age, six goals in seven games this season, and he's not even been a, a first pick. Two of them against Rangers that will get the the headlines, obviously, and that's on top of a debut season where he scores sixteen times. Yeah, this is a Celtic team. We've discussed it before, Gordon. On the up, um, they've all been put together in the last twelve or thirteen months, and they have still a bit. To go in terms of their development But you wonder And I don't want anybody phoning in here Saying we're trying to sell Celtic players But you wonder how long it's going to be Before big clubs mm-hmm. overseas Cotton on to how good Leal Abada is How good Matt O'Reilly is How good the rest of them are Because at the minute They are dominant um, I, I can't wait for the reaction on Monday night When whichever pundits are on Give St Johnson the result of the weekend uh, but they did beat St Mirren 3-0 Here's what Callum Davidson made of it uh, I thought first of all I thought it was a really tough game you know, I thought the first goal was going to be crucial uh, St Mirren are really hard to play against uh, Very well organised and uh, I thought it was great Obviously Nicky signed on Wednesday And he, he gets the goal to Give us that vital sort of lead in the game I think that was the most important thing today And uh, after that I thought we defended really well uh, As a group and then obviously we've got the goals in the end to, to kill the game off. I thought two of them, I thought Stephen May's energy was incredible up front. I thought he sort of epitomised how we played and how we worked. Uh, he led the line really well and you know, I think with strikers, especially working a pair, it's it's nice to see obviously May's assist the other striker in the goal uh, and then had good impact on the subs, which helped us towards the end. Yeah, clear result of the day, isn't it? I think no, no one, there'll be no, there'll be no argument about that on Monday. Celtic won't get a look in. It's all about St. Johnson. No, mm, I, I didn't think, think so. I think you and I need to agree now that I get first <laughs> pick in all of the choices on Monday night, Gordon. Uh, you're right. That FC Edinburgh result was particularly impressive. Now that you you mention it, but yeah, anyway, in, in all seriousness, where's, Bowie? Where, where's Bowie? Where's he? Yeah, he's air winning at Campbell to stay top of the championships. No, I can uh, send him. Interesting absence from him, but what a result for St Johnson. And then, yeah. you know, the up and down nature of our premierships. St Mirren fans had been feeling great about themselves. They probably had this counted as another three points and uh, didn't quite work out that I've way. Seen this last year, though. You know, out with Celtic Rangers and Hearts, you know, teams are capable of beating each other. And does rightly highlighted earlier, probably teams will go through a wee purple patch and then they'll resort back to being pretty poor if they get a few injuries the big thing with Callum Davidson was getting someone at the top end of the pitch he can rely on and I think he's got that yeah but needing a result the one thing for a manager will he'll be able to go tomorrow enjoy his day off and enjoy his golf because it's, you don't get it every week let me tell you when you're a manager and you're coming up against bad results fantastic for him Listen, the board have backed him, he's brought in new players uh, It takes time for that team to gel together But that's a big result against a What you'd say, an informed St Mern team getting up there Full of confidence The thing at the moment, Roger Hanna, is 
this is the case always But particularly right now You cannot take your eyes off Scottish football at the moment no. Think of the week that we've just had We've had the transfer window closing We've had the big build up That outcome at Celtic Park today And there is absolutely no time To dwell on it Either in a good sense for Celtic Or a bad sense for Rangers Because the week ahead Is going to be absolutely incredible It's got the potential there To be one of these weeks that you remember forever Depending and, what your team does And Gordon all the way up now To the World Cup Finals in Qatar Every week is going to be like this Last weekend Celtic hit 9 This weekend Celtic have hit Rangers for 4 On Tuesday night Celtic host The reigning European champions Real Madrid in Glasgow Then Rangers try and pick up the pieces In Amsterdam against Ajax On Wednesday night a huge week ahead as you say Incredible stuff Lots to look forward to Well done to Celtic For that 4-0 win Well done to Livingston For beating Hearts Well done St Johnson For their victory against St Mirren Aberdeen, Ross County Motherwell, Dundee United Shared the spoils And Hibs with an important Three points as well Monday night Is going to be Unmissable Because there is the reaction To that game At Celtic Park And it is the night before Celtic take on Real Madrid And two nights before Rangers play in the Champions League as well So not to be missed Monday night from 6 And George is up next With the GBX